0: Anyway, Phil, do you want to lead a little prayer? And I, I'd like to. I, sure, I'd like to do a little prayer to start off
1: with, and I'd like to do it from the over-self Awakening.
0: We want to tell There's us who the Overself Awakening by JJ and Desiree the
1: Schoolhouse of the Soul, doctors JJ and Desiree Hertak, the Overself Awakening, highly recommended. This is from uh, from nine. The Chalice anoints us. So. Everybody relax, breathe slowly and gently, deeply, as deeply as you comfortably can. And here we go. Oh, divine Godhead, allow me to work with the brotherhoods and sisterhoods of light so that I may drink from thy holy chalice and receive the mana, the nectar of life. May I taste the unconditional love you share with all your creation and as i see as i see the chalice before me i realize the mystery of the chalice that my body is like the holy grail the supreme design of life i am created from the divine image of the adam kadmon and i now ask that my physical self be baptized and cleansed through the chalice of thy i am presence to return to that divine manifestation. Take a breath and exhale. O Supreme One of holy blessing, let my lips eternally praise thee. Let me also drink the nectar of thy holy grail through which I am awakened to full union with thy presence. And from this union, let me receive the power and nourishment needed. And let me present the essence of my life as a living gift to thee. Amen, 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 and
0: amen. Phil, Phil Gruber, thank you. From the J.J. and Des Bray's book oversoul awakening. I just want to say a few words about Phil's been an inspiration to me. He's able to tap into the Akashic overviews of possibility and bring this into a living reality and um, awaken people to ideas that, I mean, me, you've awakened me to certain ideas I would not have had unless you had slept on my couch for three years now, but unless you had- been my, my futon, my futon. Okay. Anyway, great to have you here Sheila, do you want to say something about Phil unmute. I can't say enough about Phil because Phil has also been an inspiration to me. He kind of, in a lot of ways, serves as a um, mentor. He is brilliant beyond being brilliant. And I think um, that we're very lucky to have him with us here today. He has been uh, one of the backbone members of the Wish Alliance and has helped me every step of the way. He's helping me. He's cultivating speakers. He's helping me uh, to... um, co-present on our thursday night meetings and so phil i'm very very grateful for everything that you do and i am very excited about your presentation
1: thank you very much um i never the over self-awakening i never keep far from me at all times much like the book making contact uh, by alan steinfeld that's the uh, new realities of extraterrestrial presence which i which i uh, recommend with all my heart and all my soul. Okay, and I'm really, really excited. You know, here it's uh, 1.30 in the morning here in Singapore. So I'm also gonna try to make the panel. Um, I do have to get a little bit of sleep in between, but here we go. What I'd like to do for the next 45 minutes. Did I mention making content? Yes, I did, I mentioned, okay. Um, What I'd like to do for the next 45 minutes, I'd like this talk to be a meditation, to be an initiation and an activation. I'd like to thank, of course, Alan, Neil, Sheila. I'd like to thank all of you for joining with us, all hybrids all. But I would like this talk to be, to be a meditation. You know, a lot of people I'll be lecturing and people will go, okay, well, what, where's the activation? When's the, uh, the meditation? You know, where's the process? Well, the process, is in the knowledge. You know, we know that all language patterns convert into electrical impulse because all the letters of all the alphabets, not just the sacred alphabets, but all alphab- all alphabets represent wave forms, the true elements of creation. And all languages are made up of the scalar wave templates that make up the body's manifestation blueprint. So all electrical impulse words, whether they're spoken, sung, chanted, toned channeled light language it's going to convert into electrical impulse the experience is in the knowledge Hosea my people suffer from what lack of knowledge the knowledge is the activation this is experiential there is nothing which is not experiential so really I'm going to share with you a lot of information none of it's going to go over your head I'm going to quote freely from Angelic Realities, it's a program that the Emerald Order Melchizedek Cloister released way back in 2000. If you have any questions about going further with a lot um, that I'm gonna share, I'll put my email down. I do uh, private one-on-one mentoring. I have several students. They're all doing really, really well. I also do small groups. So get in touch with me if you really wanna go further with this information. So I'm going to do this with words and music. I'm going to accompany myself on the harp, on the open tuned auto harp. So without any further delay, here we go. So relax, breathe easily and gently. Lounge, you can lie down, you can sit, you can stand. Doesn't matter. By the way, I'm so excited about Daryl Anka uh, joining us today. I wish, I think for the next, I think we should get Paul Anka. Remember Paul Anka? Remember? Paul Anka would be really good to bring too. Is that Alan laughing? No. Um, Somebody's, I know a lot of you are laughing. I know a lot of you don't remember Paul Anka. Remember Poppy Love? Or put your head on my shoulder. That was Paul Anka. So, you know, there's, we're just all all these gifts, talents, and blessings that we all have to share with each each other. So really, thanks for joining us. And here we go. Can everybody hear this? Just nod, Sheila, can you hear? Yes, I can. Okay, then here we go. You know, the original human design itself is of extraterrestrial origin or angelic in nature. Humans originally inhabited what we call the second density, harmonic universe two. That's dimensions four, five, and six. The future time fields of earth where earth is called among other things, Tara, T-A-R-A the Taran original human, the original human that was designed 560 million years ago, Syrian and Pleiadian councils, it's my understanding, so that there was a lot of corruption in our time matrix. And so they decided to create a being, which was a composite of 12 or 24, what they call the elder races, the 24 elders. They took DNA from a bunch of primary interstellar races. They combined them to form the original human race. And we're gonna talk about the agenda of the the original human race, why we were created. Aren't these some of the biggest questions we ask ourselves? Who are we? Where do we come from? And where are we going? Why are we here? What's our purpose here? Well, we do have a grand divine purpose and everyone's in on this, okay? So, the Tara, the original human from Tara was called the Tora That's T-U-R-A-N-E-U-S-I-A-M. And if you know your Scottish-Irish Gaelic, songs so like Tura Lura Lura, Tura Lura Lai, they take on a lot of added significance when you understand the original angelic language. And it's very interesting. Did you did you notice how a lot of channels, interdimensional? extra meta ultra terrestrial channels are beginning to sound the same? Noah, uh, I don't think Paul Ack is related to Daryl, Marina. But have you noticed that a lot of channels are beginning to sound the same? You know, I, I don't want to do it here now, but uh, it sounds a little bit uh, oriental. There's a lot of Japanese, ancient Chinese, also Native American. Um, it sounds very similar because the first languages or light languages we're channeling are the ones that are closest to us genetically, which are Pleiadians, which are Syrians, okay? So Earth humanity's genetic heritage can be found in our DNA. DNA is the key. Each strand of DNA is programmed to be a transducer of one dimensionalized level of consciousness. And since the original fall in the earth human lineage known as the Adumi Kadmon or the Adam Kadmon, we talk about the original 12 tribes. These are seven root races and five cloister races. Rodolf Steiner has much of this information in very pure form seven root races and seven cloister races were seeded. And each root race cycle, evolutionary cycle, they were there to develop one of the first five strands of DNA within the 12-strand DNA template that we were first originally designed with. Why? So we could all be fully Christed in one Immortal lifetime. This is our evolutionary destiny. This is our origin and our destiny. This is why we're here. More about that later. The cloister races carried the seventh through twelfth DNA strand template corresponding to the higher dimensional density systems. Root race incarnates, those that were seated or planted here to develop the first five strands, they are the earth seeds and the cloister race incarnates are the star seeds it is the cloister races aka the indigos psychic children super psychic children magical mystery meta children children of the blue ray children of the blue star the sons and daughters of god the children of paradise the sons of paradise the bene the bene elohim whatever you want to call us We're here to keep the 12 strand DNA template potentials alive within the human gene pool and we represent Earth's future advanced stages of human evolution. Sit back and relax now. The cloister race human 12 strand DNA, also known as the silicate matrix, is known as the diamond sun DNA. Consciousness incarnating into the diamond sun cloister race biology enters from the 10th through the 12th dimensions. We call this harmonic universe four life that manifests there, these are the avatars, Buddhas, bodhisattvas, the 10th, 11th and 12th dimensions is harmonic universe four. Their biologies are liquid light, liquid silica, pre-matter hydroplasm. I believe that most of us, now it is true that we may have past lives, but I think for most of us, we have incarnated here from the higher dimensions from the future, because the truth is, that what takes place in the higher dimensions happens in our future. So the angels are our future. Follow? Even when we go to sleep at night, our consciousness detaches and goes into some of the lower mid-astrals. We go into the future to at least temporarily merge with higher selves, future aspects, future identities of ourselves. The trick is to bring back into waking consciousness the knowledge the guidance that we received in the dream state. It's so important to be able to dream lucidly, to consciously navigate the astral planes and even higher. And I talk about the 1111 a lot because I believe, now I know a lot of us out there, we see the 1111 on the clock. There's some, we see it a lot. There's some reason when those digital clocks flip to an 1111, to 1111, it gets our attention. Why? because I believe just like these cloister race, the diamond sun cloister race enters from the 10th through the 12th dimensions. Now, these are the, again, the avatar Buddha bodhisattva levels, the true biology of the avatars, Buddhas are living a, a light, a liquid light, liquid silica, liquid crystal. They are talked about in the Bible, they talk about the river seas of crystal and they're not talking about the terrestrial oceans that we evolved from. They're talking about these liquid light levels in what we call the fourth harmonic universe, dimensions 10, 11, and 12. 10th dimension relates, associates with Lyra Vega. So is it interesting that in the movie Contact, when she meets the uh, vegan, they she meets vegans. And by the way, um, I don't want to bust anybody's bubbles, but the ve- the vegans that I know aren't necessarily vegan. If you want to take it up with them, you're more than welcome, okay? 11-11 on the clock. I believe that a lot of us came out of avatar collectives, much like Jesus, much like other avatars and Buddhas, bodhisattvas throughout history. 11th dimensional Lira in the cradle of Lyra used to be called Avion. And I think through mistranslations or semantic depletion, whatever you want to call it, that word became Avalon. So I think that a lot of us, especially those that see 1111 on the clock, this is my best interpretation, have actually come from Camelot, which is the 11th dimensional Lyra called Avalon or Avion. And when we incarnate on the earth, I mean, we go through sets of interdimensional stargates that are sets of black and white holes. A lot of us know about the magnetic black hole but always connected to an electrical white hole. So we go from black hole to white hole into the next black hole into the next white hole. This is the path consciousness takes. We project ourselves through series of stargates. More about that a little bit later, but to incarnate on this planet, you have to go through the earth's core. All planets and stars have stargates at their core, and stargates are simply structures of energy that allow passage. That's how you get from one dimension or one harmonic universe to another through these sets of stargates. And they open and close at various times in very, very long cycles, usually um, about every 26,655 years. Earth's stargates open, called the Halls of Amenti, many other things, the Gates of Heaven, St. Peter's Gates, the Gates of Paradise. To incarnate on this planet, you have to go through the Earth's core and all incarnating beings, souls that go to the Earth's core, leave a imprint of their DNA as they pass through that stargate at the core of the Earth before they go through one of the Earth's stargates that correspond to 11th dimensional Lyra Avion or Avalon those two earth stargates before we go into fetal integration before we anchor 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 before we anchor that first cell at the moment of conception the two stargates on the planet that correspond to Lyra Avion is the veil of Pusey in the united kingdom where interestingly enough a lot of the crop circles manifest are manifesting now. Um, and a little island off the coast of Ireland called the Isle of Eye or Ireland's Eye. So this, I believe, was one of the higher purposes of all the Christ beings and the avatars and the Buddhists coming through way, way before the indigos. And these most recent waves of the indigos have been coming in for literally hundreds of years, great waves leaving imprints of their DNA, much as all the avatars have done. I think it was one of the higher purposes of Christ Jesus to be able to be incarnate on the planet, pass through the earth's core, leave an imprint of his DNA. That work wasn't entirely finished. We're the ones that are finishing it now because enough of us have gotten to incarnate on this planet passed through the Earth's core, left imprints of our DNA at the Earth's core. So now all incoming souls can pick up that 12-strand DNA pattern. Again, that silicate matrix, which allows all of us the potential to re-evolve back into full Christ consciousness in one immortal lifetime. This is all possible for, this is possible for all of us. All, okay. Um, incarnations in root race biology enter from the third to the sixth dimensions from the angelic levels. All root race humans, not just the cloister races now, all root race humans have the potential to receive acceleration of their genetic code through, for example, bioregenesis technologies that will allow for the true regeneration of their 12-strand DNA template. And through the course of human earth history, there has been lots of hybridization with various interstellar races, creating more and more and more varieties of star seeds among the earth root race populations. It's important if you're a contactee or an abductee to realize that you were chosen because of your genetic makeup. That's the reason. It wasn't that you look good or they like you, you know, they. They they like what you wear. It's because of your genetic makeup and your genetic relationship to various visitor groups. Okay, more, relax and breathe gently. This this is the activation. This is the knowledge. Relax and breathe gently. And at various times in earth human evolution, certain families of cloister race humans, which many, if not most, if not all of you are related to, were further genetically enhanced through hybridization with the seed race or the seed races out of which the original angelic Turanusium human lineage emerged. And the seed race that contributed most of that DNA to the original human race was called the oropheme. And I hear from people more now than ever before of having contact with what they call the i Or oh, just quickly back to the 1111. So if we've come from Lyra, Avion, or Avalon, and we came through that 11-dimensional stargate on the planet that, that corresponds to Lyra, Avion, or Avalon, that's the 1111. So when we see that when that 1111 comes on the on the clock, it gets our attention because we're coded with that 1111. So The seed race, the oraphim race. Now the oraphim human seed race is a composite genetic code. Syrian azurite from the second density, harmonic universe two, that's dimensions four, five, and six. When we talk about the star systems, yes, there are three-dimensional Syrian, Pleiadian, Arcturian, Andromedan star systems, but we're talking about higher dimensional systems and higher harmonic universes. So when we talk about the Syrian Azurites, and there's a lot of contact now with Syrian Azurites, Syrian blues, Syrian whites, winged Syrians, unwinged Syrians, one-winged Syrians, they are from the angelic levels, dimensions 4, 5, and 6, the angelic levels, that combine the Syrian Azurite with the Lyrian, Lyrian Syrian Anuhazi, these are their names from density three, dimensions seven, eight, or nine. These are the oversolar archangelic matrixy, matrices. The LOHI Emerald Order from density four, these are the Christ Avatar levels, dimensions 10, 11, and 12. And the Founders Race Melchizedek Cloister Grenau. From the fifth density, dimension 13 and 14 and 15, we know these beings as Rishi, pure waveform consciousness, living light, and I believe Trisha McCannon, among a few that I know have been in contact with what I believe she calls the Brenau. And to further clarify that, this is the race that I believe races of pure waveform consciousness living light we call them the Rishi when they manifest in our perceptual field here if you've had experience with very very tall beings with long expanded heads they look like they're wearing shimmering gowns uh usually gold or silver this is their consciousness we they're they're called the Rishi in the uh, Upanishads other other texts but this is what they are. The, these are these beings mainly from the Brenau races. Okay? So this is the seed race from which the human race emerged: a composite genetic code, Syrian Azurites, Lyrin Syrian Anuhazi, and Elohi, Emerald Order from Density 4, the Christ levels, and the founder race Melchizedek Cloister Brenau. So the human cloister Orifeme hybrid is known as the Emerald Order Orophime. And I know there's a lot of interpretations of the Wizard of Oz. Well, this is my favorite one. When they talk about the Emerald City, I know exactly what they're talking about. You know, uh, um, L. Frank Baum, who wrote The Wizard of Oz, was a confirmed theosophist. A lot of people think, well, he said himself, it came out of the blue. Well, why wouldn't it come out of the blue? The blue is basically the capstone color of the fifth dimension that he got it from higher selves, from his soul matrix. Dorothy, Dorothea, gift of God. The Wizard of Oz is full of it. I mean, full of amazing stuff, not just the movie, the book. The book is absolutely incredible. The book has such advanced knowledge. And 10 years before I wrote The Wizard of Oz, him and his wife were initiated into the Ramayana Theosophical Society. So it's all over, there's deep, deep metaphysics all over The Wizard of Oz, even the the movie, the movie, especially the movie. So the human cloister or hybrid is known as the Emerald Order. In contemporary times, we call these the indigo children. And the DNA template of an emerald daughter oropheme could be up to a 24 to 48 strand DNA potential. What does that do? It allows for full biological immortality and full biological transmutation out of the dimensionalized time matrix when fully activated. If you want to go more into the ascension, the molecular transmutation, this kind of stuff, please email me. I do once in a while take on private students, private mentorships. I put on I put together programs that are really really stunning. They just they blow me away, okay? And they still continue to do that. So the emerald order oraphim, that's a 24 to 48 strand template, which contains within it the original human 12 strand DNA template, is called the emerald sun DNA, and the oraphim humans are known as the primary grail lines, the grail, the Magi Arthurian grail lines. And those carrying the Holy Grail or the DNA template design, they can fully transmute out of matter, hold ultra-terrestrial, that's beyond the time matrix consciousness while in embodiment. The primary grail lines um, among Earth humans entered into Earth's gene pool, I think about 800,000 years ago. Later, than lineage through which Yeshua Melchizedek's Christic family emerged following his birth in 12 BC. So the emerald sun oraphim founder's genome accelerates the evolution of earth human populations. The emerald and diamond sun oraphim and the cloister race human hybrid humans collectively represent the primary grail lines. This is what I believe all of us or most of us come through, incarnate through, the Christiac lines among earth human populations. So relax and breathe gently. So, about 90% of all contemporary earth human visitor contactees and abductees are chosen because they're members of one of the three primary ancient hybrid human starseed race lines. The grail lines, which include the emerald diamond and uh, starseed race lines. The grail lines again emerald diamond and ruby sun DNA templates. The Anu Elohim, Belial sun DNA template, or the Nephidim reptilian black sun DNA template. See presently earth seed root race humans were were nearing the end of the fifth root race cycle. That's the Aryan root race cycle. Uh, Race of masters, certainly not the master race. But we're going from this fifth root race cycle into the sixth and seventh, the final root race cycles, in which the full 12-strand DNA template is going to be uh, is going to be reactivated within our silicate matrix, the 12 strand DNA pattern. So this is the time fields we're moving in now. The Earth chakras, the primary vortices on the planet began to open in around 87. They've all opened now, and now they're in their closing cycle. So a lot of us, there's not time in this particular talk to get into the stellar activation cycle and the alignment of all the interdimensional stargates. Although it's good to keep in mind that the human race was originally created to be guardians, not only of the earth stargates, but it's called called the universal Templar, the universal set of interdimensional stargates, to be guardians, to be teachers, to be custodians, because whoever has control of the Earth during these ascension cycles has control of Earth's stargates, access directly to the metagalactic core, which is in the eighth dimension, okay, which relates to um, Mintaka in Orion's belt. And that can control the flow of consciousness in and out of time, we have an amazing history. Lineas, genetic lineages that go back at least 950 billion years. I mean, we we might be uh, picking up some of the background radiation now of the last big bang, but uh, the this last expansion cycle, 950 billion years. How do you think I got this t-shirt? This is what they wanna know at CERN, you know? basically they're trying to open up a stargate which was called locked sealed closed a long time ago that leads to the star aldebaran more about that maybe in an uh, probably in the uh star seeds talk or uh events coming up i think i gotta check with neil i think i have something coming up in august besides the, the, the conference we'll have to confirm that but anyway for the uh For the first time in about 210,000 years, the Amenti stargates are opening and the earth encounters dimensional blend periods in, time, in a time continuum merger. This is called a stellar activation cycle. So whatever group controls the planetary Templar complex, when the Amenti gates, open when they're all open the stargates will have dominion over the planet and will also have access again to the core universal stargates in mentaka orion so humanity is presently you know we're always seems we seem to be in the middle of interstellar this strategic chess game over who controls the templar stargates in this activation cycle right and the diamond sun vision make no mistake about this and the vision of the Emerald Daughter the Melchizedek cloister is about freedom from many, many eons of interstellar manipulation and this and that. I mean, it's all, you can say, you know, it's all good, it's all this, it's all that. And I, in these last 15 minutes, I do want to end with with sharing with you what I think is happening on the planet now and why, okay? But I just want to just, go through very, very quickly about a secondary grail line that emerged within human populations about 248,000 years ago, through hybridization with the Nephilim race. You know why the it's so interesting that we're just still in the energy field of the feast day of Mary Magdalene, and why the Magdalene's and all the Marys were so important and why they were specially chosen and raised to be these vestal virgins, these temple whores. Whore means divine child, and a prostitute originally means a woman who was sovereign unto herself. But they worked in all the the temples, the sacred temples. The sacred sex was so sacred that the only place to really do it was in a temple, was in a sacred place, a sacred environment with a sacred mindset. And the reason these women's were women, women's women were chosen because they were usually incarnates. They were of the tribe of Benjamin. In Galilee, in Nazareth, there were clusters of these Benjaminite women. And because they were the offspring of the Nephilim and Earth humans, they had very, very special gene codes, genetic codes that could produce very exotic biochemistries within their bodies, ascension codes, ascension elements. Um, hyperdimensional, hyperluminal, radioactive silicates like celestaline that could actually raise the acceleration, or you would call the vibration rate of our frequency, allowing for cellular transmutation, all that stuff. I wish there was a little bit more time. There's so many areas to get into about the DNA and what the ascension is all about. Basically, very, very quickly, breathe easily and gently. A lot of the ascension process has to do with the fusing of the helixes of the DNA strand. You know those things that look like the stair steps, that stairway to heaven, the nucleotide base pairs? They're hydrogen bonds, they're red hydrogen bonds. When each of the magnetic base codes and the electrical acceleration codes are matter antimatter or particle antimatter, each of the helixes One is, you can say, father, mother, male, female, electrical, magnetic, particle, antiparticle, matter, antimatter. When they fuse together, the hydrogen bonds have to separate. When you want to be free with the exodus of the Israelites out of Egypt, if you want to be free from the lower worlds or the lower minds or the lower draconian mind, whatever you wanna call it. If you wanna be free from slavery, from biological phase lock, to be free, you have to part the Red Sea. That's the hydrogen bonds within the DNA, the nucleotide base pairs that have to separate so the helixes can come together. When the helixes come together, they release these codes in between the DNA strands And when the strands themselves begin to fuse together, you create this beautiful blue photonic light that as it courses through the body, it releases seals within the chakras and between the chakras, initiating or generating these counter-rotating electromagnetic spirals, the Merkaba fields to generate and, uh, and also molecular transmutation occurs. There's so much of this, and we know this, we came in here knowing this, But when the earthly karma kicks in, when the parents' karma, even Jesus in the Pistis Sophia, the beautiful text, the Gnostic text, Pistis Sophia, which is an extended dialogue between Jesus and Mary Magdalene, he talks about how he chose, selected his mother. He was scanning the earth, looking for a virgin. Now we all know, those of us that study ancient languages, the Aramaic, the proto Canaanite, the early Hebrew languages. That virgin means young girl, young child, young woman. But it also means a creative energy, feminine in nature, that lives in a state of innocence. See, this is all about our return to innocence. Innocence, karma-free. What good would it have done Yeshua to incarnate through parents, especially through a mother, that had unresolved karma would not have been able to fulfill his mission for the most part? So we scan the earth looking for a woman who was karma free, who lived in a state of innocence. And the secret is in the Pisces Sophia. It is forgiveness is the key. Forgiveness. Never about blame. If you feel that you've been in violation or you've been violated, you apologize. Apology. Apollo means not many. So when you apologize, if you think you've violated or allowed yourself through naivete or ignorance to be violated, you forgive yourself and you forgive them. And it's stated in the Pisa Sophia, in in, in, in I think it's Magdalene's words, that with forgiveness the soul is declared innocent of all intensifications of karma. The secret is to forgive, forgive, forgive. I think I have about um I'll I'll just talk for another five minutes and then we'll do questions and answers, okay? So there's a lot more I wanted to talk about, but what I do want to mention is that our original purpose, we, our story is so amazing, goes back hundreds of millions, billions of years to the seed race. We have their names, we know where they are, we know why we're here. And the original purpose, the objective of human creation was to fulfill our original purpose as an avatar race and appointed with protection and guardianship of the interplanetary Templar gate free energy systems And again, all the guardian races will assist us in progressive evolution through unconditional love, respect and reverence, forgiveness and gratitude. You've seen those Emoto crystals, the most beautiful ones, the ones that hold and radiate the most light. Is the ones that you projected forgiveness and gratitude, those forms of love. And that's the idea. You look at these emoto crystals and you realize that when we become the living expressions of forgiveness and gratitude, every crystal and microcrystal in our bodies will be able to hold and radiate that light. That's when we become presence healers. We illuminate by our sheer presence. Okay? We're all hybrids. We're all here now, we chose to be, and fortunately we made it into incarnation. We just have to remember, and all of us coming together like this, we're all feathers in each other's wings to help us remember our divine origins. My information is not that different from a lot of other people's. My experience, mainly in the dream state, um, and a lot of our experience has been in the dream state, usually guardian races, Emerald Order, they'll approach you in the dream state first, because especially with the angelic races, it's not a big deal to just lower their frequency to meet you in the astral. And we normally naturally go into the astral during the dream state. So before you go to bed at night, if you have a question, just say, I will be awake. I am awake and aware in the dream state. I am awake and aware in the dream state. And I remember and record everything upon awakening. I am awake and aware in the dream state, and I remember and record everything upon awakening. They'll keep their promises. We just have to remember and keep ours. Promises we made to ourselves a long time ago, but far off in the future, that's the paradox of time. So I think we have time for a couple of questions, yeah? I think I have um, till, what is it? I think I have about, do I have, how much time do I have? Ah. Uh, Carrie Cole asks, what do you think is happening on the Earth right now and why? And what can we do to be in alignment to help the evolution of humanity at this time? Alan, I think this is a great question. Yes. And I think what we all address, I know it's addressed in this amazing book, Making Contact. Um,
0: Okay, en- enough, okay. Phil. Just you answer it.
1: Okay, well, yeah, <laughs> all right. Um, I believe what's happening on the earth now is what's already manifesting on parallel earth. And uh, Carrie, thank you so much because you read my mind. I did want to talk about this. Karma as we understand it, which is violating divine law, respect, reverence, kindness, integrity, Impeccability, the law of one working cooperatively instead of competitively, you know, this type of stuff. When we generate karma, the truth is that karma manifests as a buildup of anti particles in the particle base of our body. Most of us know we're pretty uh, knowledgeable about the, the vertical flow of the chakra, of the life force energies, that cycle that are regulated by the chakras up and down, but there is a horizontal flow, the up, the front and back cones of the chakras, there is a regulatory mechanism happening there too, uh, there as well, but not up and down from one dimensional or harmonic level to another. The front and back cones of the chakras cycle regulate the flow of consciousness between universes we there is a parallel 15 dimensional time matrix there is a parallel earth and we have parallels on that parallel earth our time matrix is magnetically based our parallel time our parallel earth and our parallels are electrically based where matter they're antimatter we're particle they're antiparticle and the front and back cones, actually regulate and distribute, they they really regulate the flow of consciousness between universes. When we generate karma, or or there's unresolved karma or miasmic buildup, certainly at the level of our DNA, it interrupts that regulatory mechanism that regulates the flow of consciousness between universes, and you end up with the buildup of antiparticles, not just antiparticles, consciousness of the antiparticle universe manifesting in our universe. So we have been given to understand for a long time now that our our parallel Earth, antiparticle Earth, has been already for years under a form of draconian one world order. And this is why you see it manifesting on this planet, because the more we continue to generate karma for ourselves, and we have unresolved karma and miasmic load, more of the consciousness of parallel Earth is manifesting on our Earth. So what's happening there is happening here, and you see it already. The infrastructure for this draconian Huxleyan uh, one-world order isn't that right, Alan? It's kind of like been a composite of Huxley and um, and uh, what's his name? Uh, a Brave New World and 1984, Orwell. A kind Orwell. of or- a kind of hybrid of Orwell. And, uh, and Huxley
0: happening now. But aren't um, we going beyond duality? And this is what the next question leads into. Why don't you, can you teach a little bit more of the ascension mechanics based on this knowledge? I mean- I will, Well, then
1: you have to contact me. I would love to do it. Okay. Um, you know, I can, I, can gen- I can do some broad strokes here to talk about the ascension process, but to say, uh, contact me privately. Um, how to, do they
0: do to, that? How do they contact to, you privately?
1: I will put my e- uh, put my email down. I'm not hard to find. Trust me. Um, and I'll put my email down. I do work with people one on one and they're just amazing mentorships. They're really they're really e- uh, they're, their work is just I'm so proud of them and I'm proud of even myself. It's great to know what you're here to do at any given time. But our destiny is multidimensional identity integration. Whether they're extra, meta, ultra-terrestrial, past, present, future, they're here to teach us, to remind us what our evolutionary destiny is, what our purpose for being is. And that we've all asked to be here at this particular time on this particular planet, because this is where the action is. This is where it's happening. So much is at stake. Now, of course, it's all good, of course, you know, you you can say that whatever happens was meant to happen, but I always believe that what's meant to happen is what happens because of the actions we take because of our thoughts, we have to learn the awesome power of our thoughts. Even a thought that we think is just transient, temporary, every thought we're gonna see manifest in our lives, we have to realize how potent our thoughts is to remember to work with the master key, you know? And these things which teach us to think correctly, to be in control of our thoughts and to really bring back that power and to use it for the benefit of all humanity.
0: Well, I got a good question as, uh, yeah. to uh, Jewish guys asking about, it. in the time of Jesus, did he know his star Siege lineage and he was car- that he was carrying out to help people ascend collectively? Talk about that Jesus' teachings.
1: Absolutely. The, those teachings from Jesus, from all the Buddhists, from all the avatars, all the masters, they come from one great source. And that source I believe was what in terms of my understanding they're the cloister doratora plates they're 12 holographic discs that hold the memory of 950 billion years of evolution within our time matrix the first translation of that was in the Mahabharata I believe every religion every uh, every um, philosophy has seeds of these original freedom teachings and those freedom teachings have been given to us to free us from our biological phase lock to free us you know the, the ancients that we're born into bondage we're born into captivity that we've been biologically phase locked on this planet for countless eons countless generations well we have the power now we have the wherewithal the knowledge has been coming back from ourselves from our higher selves from our future selves they're always trying to give us the knowledge we need to remember, to rework the true teachings of Ascension, which is multi-dimensional identity integration. The Merkabah, of it, the teachings of the Merkabah, of it, the teachings of Ascension are natural to the organic design of the human race. You know, this is so important. And some of us have the contract to be teaching this, to be out in the fields, to be out in the, you know, well, to go just just anywhere.
0: Well, maybe do a course, do a course on portal to Ascension, the mechanics of, you know, mechanics to Ascension, the actual go in depth and design that, you know, layer by layer, the mechanics that will allow people to increase their vibratory frequencies.
1: That's the programs that I, that I teach, certainly in the one to one, in the private, by individual, by groups. The one-on-ones work great. That's something that I think is missing. Don't you think so, Alan, or Sheila or Neil? that one-on-one, the, an apprenticeship, a mentorship. We've well, all had mentors and our mentors have had mentors. You know? Right. I think mentors.
0: it's good, yeah. If someone commits to that, if you commit, yeah, I think it's great. I mean, you've been sort of a mentor to me, seriously, seriously, though. So, well, I've um, been
1: a mentor. I think, you know, it's always yeah. a sole agreement. It's not just somebody has something for someone. There's always a sharing.
0: Right. I think Sheila, did you have something to say, Sheila? Were you going to because I was going to ask that one more question here by Leland Moss. You see under the chat, though, the 20 year olds in the service industries in Seattle. I'm not sure what she means by or whoever that is. Zero intelligence um, manners. Can you can you can you get the question here? Leland Ma, two panelists. The 20 year olds in the service industries in Seattle are coughs, Are Dunkoffs zero intelligence manners, no awareness of those they're supposed to be helping. They feel like AI, Phil, please comment. Like the, like the kind of disconnection of some people and their-
1: Well, listen, you know, there is always gonna be people, listen, we've been messed with since pre-ancient times there have been three primary hybrid race lines intermixed with the root races of humanity, and they have different agendas. I think in the next, I think when in the next conference, the Star Seed conference, I'm gonna get very, very much into their agendas, where they're from, who they are, what their names are. It's important that, at least from my point of view, that we understand who it is that we're channeling, you know, to be able to be clear channels. You know? Right. So, right? Because a lot of this information is coming in and there are conflicting agendas. There have always been conflicted agendas. There's always been manipulation, but there's always been hope. Hope springs eternal. I believe that there has always been hope. We are here now. We're the best hope for all of humanity. A lot of us know it. A lot of us indigos know it. Even um, Mother Shipton. Somebody wrote those prophecies. If it wasn't Mother Shipton who wrote back in the 16th century, the children with the second sight, a natural thing, so that they might grow graceful, humble, and when they do, the golden age will start anew. Somebody Mm -hmm. wrote that um, hundreds of years ago, you know? So the fact is we're all here now, and we all need to understand, yes, there are gonna be people that don't get it. Well, guess what? Our attention, as much as we want to, Help some of these people, we can only do what we can do, but we can't lower our frequency, I know we want to bring people up with us, but sometimes we have the the courage to let them go, to let them live the consequences of their thoughts, their decisions, their actions, their emotions, you know, we always have to, those of us that are on the the upward spiral, we have to really stay on the upward spiral, you know, we know why we're here, or, at least we we sense that we were somehow different. I mean when you when you talk to a small child, two, three, four years old, and they're talking about their divine destiny and and the real parents are up in the stars. and they had this for these small children to be so serious about this divine purpose they have you know, and there's a reason for them being here that's so significant, so profound. You've got to feel for them. And when we, Alan, me and you were about the same age, when we were coming up, we had our points of reference, but it was very difficult to share what we felt, what was in our minds, what was in our hearts with people of like minds. Now, I think in the last 25, 30 years, right? I think you emerged on the scene even before I did. And and you were there at the start of this whole new understanding that we there are others like us that we can share not just our pain but our joy also and our hope yeah. for a better world and a, and a and coming fully. It's not that we're Looking to be less human, we're coming into our full humanity. What it really means to be fully human.
0: Well, talk about the generational codings of frequencies. Like some people say, Generation Z has very little social skills because they live in their telephone realities, and other people are saying these star seeds also function in these other realms, more abstract, more telepathic. So there are generational encodings as the ascension frequencies start to get downloaded into the greater mind. So talk about that from- There's
1: no doubt about it. This new generation, new generations coming up, they have access to more consciousness, they have more of an activated gene code. The reason indigos were first called indigos, because in the 70s, psychics and clairvoyants started seeing this preponderance of the indigo wavelength, the indigo color in the auras, especially of small children, because their youth, their life force made the colors more visible. But the fact is we've been coming in for a long time, but the reason they had all that indigo wavelength in their fields was because a lot of the sixth strand, which processes six dimensional frequency, was active in their DNA. And that's why they had this, all this indigo aura. Believe me, there's a lot higher colors working. But I think that they're, what they have access to is being sabotaged, is being compromised, raising a generation. Again, they may be very, very, you know, good with phones and everything like that, but is that consciousness being misused, being manipulated, bringing people to, into a more sort of controlled, you know, more of a sort of mechanized transhumanistic sort of situation? I don't know, this younger generation, I'd like to think that we can depend more on them. You know, remember, they have their programming, but they also have the programming of their parents and their parents' parents, their karma that hasn't been resolved. A lot of us come in with, karma that we inherit, not just from our parents, from our immediate solar incarnational family. A lot of, of us think that they're our past lives, but they're not necessarily our past lives. They're members of our immediate incarnational family that from an angelic matrix decided us and at least 11 others a family of 12 incarnational family decided to incarnate in different time space coordinates within Mm -hmm. our three-dimensional universe so they're not our past lives they are simultaneous identities that are evolving in time just like we are when angels have past life therapy who do you think it is that they're contacting us we're right. the past life of our future selves. And for our simultaneous identities that exist in time, we are probably their higher selves. They come to us. They kind of channel us for dominance. You
0: mentioned this earlier, karmic miasms. And as we resolve this, it may seem like some people are being insensitive, but maybe there's a full cycle coming along. And the next technology will be biology and neurology as it integrates into a greater mind. So it'll be like a time where we return to the beginnings of incarnation, maybe perhaps right. The ascension wave like the universe
1: expands and it contracts. This is the the breath of the great mother.
0: It's the cycles
1: of expansion and contraction. These are the great questions, you know where, what's our purpose, where do we come from, who we are? The fact that we're here, there is a purpose for our being. And those of us that were lucky enough to choose our parents, although maybe not appreciate that fact that they were the greatest vehicles for us to recognize it, acknowledge our karma, we usually don't recognize it. We are born usually fully awake and aware, but then the parental karma kicks in and uh, look, they've got children on these phones now. You know, right in the cradle, they throw the, the phone in there. This is really not good, not good at all. And with the 5G and the COVID thing, I don't want to get into too much, but everybody's got to make their choice and we have to respect people's choice. And there are protocols for people unvaccinated, vaccinated, but you've got to know, you've got to really have your head in the sand, not to know that there's stuff going on that's been in the works for decades if not hundreds if not thousands if not millions of years. Okay. So, can,
0: years of so take now. us into the future now you have just uh, just wrap it up and like where are we going as a civilization what can we do to accelerate our um, ascension process.
1: I think the planet as a whole is going to hell in a handbasket. No I I
0: Thank there you.
1: are if you want to work you know with this there are primary probabilities, we call them frequency amplitudes, Earth has a choice as a consensus, as a whole Earth, to choose which time vector we can follow. If a critical mass of human consciousness, that's what it takes to direct the Earth on one of three probable paths. One is the ascension path, one is the path that we're going on now, and one is a path of descension and it's going to take a critical mass of human, even though there's, but the good news is more or less that even though there's a, a critical, a consensus of human consciousness, we don't have to go where the consensus goes. Usually in those ascension cycles, even the ones that have failed resulting in full pole shift and all that kind of stuff, the poles are migrating now. There's a lot of stuff happening. The stellar activation cycle, the Earth stargates, the Earth chakras, they're in their closing cycles. And a lot of us have been guided to go to locations on the planet when they were opening, when they close. These are the planetary chakras and vortexes that these morphogenetic waves are coming through, circulating to the planet through ourselves. they had to open on time, stay open, they had to start closing on time, and they can't stay open longer than they were supposed to. So this is why a lot of us have been guided to go to different parts of the planet, a lot of different places, to facilitate a smooth transition into our continuation of this cycle. It's getting a little crazy now because I think the intruder races or their representatives here have started accelerating things. This is why I think with Wish Alliance and uh, Portal to Ascension, these are the portals to ascension. The grail actually originally means doorways or windows through which to know God or the fullness of God or be able to express the fullness of God in this world. Yes, there's a lot of information and yes, we do have it, but to get clear access to that information, we have to do the best we can to clear all residual karma and miasmic buildup because that interrupts the signal or it sends a lot of static in. We're always getting clear guidance from our higher selves, but that guidance has to filter through lots of DNA, especially the lower three strands where most of that karma is generated. We have to learn to be good people. We have to learn to be kind, to forgive. And just one last thing about, I will end this within these last two minutes talking about gratitude because Alan, thank you. I want to express gratitude to you, to Sheila. This is why we have our meetings just to touch base with ourselves. They're not meetings or webinars where there's teaching going on Me to you. They're sharing because everybody has a story. Everybody has something to share and something to contribute in this cycle. We have to learn, listen, you know what happens when you split one atom. Um, Now, look at the power within ourselves. Marianne Williamson knows this. We have hundreds of trillions of cells, countless atoms. Look at the power within us. Look at the power within us, especially if we use that power with grace, right? mm -hmm. With gratitude, I want to thank Sheila. I want to thank Neil. I want to thank you. I want to thank you everybody out there and to remind them, just like Wallace Waddles did in The Science of Getting Rich, that gratitude is not just about showing appreciation and thanks. Gratitude is a magnetic force that unites your brain and your solar plexus in the heart space. That's where gratitude is felt. And the right. more gratitude you feel, gratis, we know our Latin, means free. So the more we express gratitude, the freer we will be. It could very well be the most powerful force for healing in this world. You know, and I liked, I, if you like what I shared, get in touch with me, there's so much more. We're trying to do in a few years that used to take lifetimes, but we can do it. There is all the time in the world if we focus on what's important.
0: Put your, e- put your email in the chat and your websites and everything how to get to you. Ladies and gentlemen, Phil Gruber. Thank you, Phil.
1: Yeah, okay, no, hold I'm on. And remember, you, uh,
0: I, I, you, you remind me- puppy
1: love. That was Paul Anka, Puppy Love.
0: You, you remind me though of the access to that wisdom if, that we all have as you speaking, you kind of trigger a lot of wisdom in a lot of people. So there you go. You
1: know, you know, we all have our air specialization with everything I know. I, can, I know the mechanics of ascension, but when the toilet gets backed up, I call the
0: plumber. So we all that's have a, Can I quote you on that?
1: Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Oh, by the way, I have a book too.
0: Oh, what is your book?
1: They published in 2008 with Jimmy Twyman, Oh, yes. These go really good with Girl Scout cookies, but I've sold all of them to all of my closest relatives and best friends. So it's time for someone else to buy one. And
0: this oh, is a quote. Jimmy Twyman, Phil Gruber. It actually is a good book. And actually Jimmy in that book cites a lot of your wisdom and inspiration that helped him move through certain issues and crises. But
1: Jimmy's a great guy. We had him just a short while ago for the Wish Alliance because it's great. We all want to know acknowledge the super soldiers and this and that but i think jimmy was a really good change of pace getting back to what ultimately is really important which is love trust yes surrender which doesn't mean giving up it just means giving up the lower thought forms exactly and that kind of control so Thank you, everybody. I'm going to sleep. It's 2.30 here in the morning. Right, come
0: back for the panel, though, tonight. and uh, I'm
1: going to set my alarm, but I can't promise anything. But it's all great, right. all of you out there.
0: Show up when you me. can. Okay. Thanks, yeah, Phil. Right. Good to see okay. you again. Stay in touch. Love hope, you. Hope okay. You. Turn the
1: futon over.
0: Thank every, you, Phil. Every few years. I, okay? I need it. Okay. Thank you.
1: Bye, everybody. I'll hang on as long as I can. Thank you again. God bless each and every
0: one of you. All right.